2020 has been a year we will never forget. The last nine months has brought with it so much uncertainty and suffering on a global scale. But one thing that COVID-19 has demonstrated is the pace and urgency with which the world can move when faced with an immediate threat. It is this urgency that we need to harness to tackle another immediate threat, the ongoing environmental crisis. It's becoming increasingly difficult to ignore. In this episode, we're exploring the world of sustainability and production and how we as an industry can do our part to move into a safer, greener era. So how many producers does it take to make production more sustainable? I think it's really important that the sustainability of the production is discussed at a pre-production stage. On set, I always take a reusable coffee cup and also a reusable bottle. I use Olio, which is a food sharing app, and it's really, really effective. We try to limit the amount of vehicles by asking people to share rides. One thing that we've been focusing on long and hard is about adding a, a carbon offset fee to our budget line items. I've also stopped printing loads of copies of paperwork, so call sheets, risk assessments, you know, you can have all of that digitally. There's also certain materials that we used to work with that we don't so much. Often if we can't find alternatives, then we try and recycle or we try and hash something that we've had before. Also, there's lots of options out there for Facebook, like Set Swap Cycle and lots of art department crews who are very willing to come and pick stuff up. And there's always the students. The students always need those sets. You can also be kit conscious, you know, by shifting to carbon friendly uh, kit suppliers. It can put pressure on the larger kit companies to go green. I think things have come a long way in the last 10 years at least in terms of awareness, but there's still a long way to go. One of the things that has been quite challenging about this year is that because of COVID, we've had to sort of go back a little bit on sustainability. PPE, testing, everything involves plastic. It's frightening to think where everything's going to go. Now we've all got COVID officers on shoots and how many environmental officers there may be in the future. Miranda Simmons of the Production Managers Association is keen to push a greener agenda when it comes to setting up shoots. And she has created the PMA Green Wing. Producer Michaela Blitz spoke to her about practical ways the industry can become more environmentally friendly. I've set up the PMA Green Wing to look at sustainable production, which is, you know, an announcement that we want to take this seriously. Um, I want to be talking to as many people and about it and promoting it um, and helping others with great ideas. I can't not be quiet about it anymore. There's no discussion now. The, 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 the conversation has moved on to why should we do it to how should we do it. We can't wait for other people to do it. You know, if it's going to happen, it's going to be up to us. Every production is different and some things are just not going to work. You work to a structure, you work to a budget and that budget is based on this number of shoot days and this number of cameramen and and uh, you know this number of locations where are we going and putting a kind of sustainable bent on the proposal is not included at that at that stage it then comes afterwards which is probably not the way to go you have those conversations at the beginning and it just has to be become part of the structure of putting a production together, part of the conversation, part of every meeting, um, so that when a budget is put together, people are thinking about, okay, 
where are we going? How are we getting there? Um, if we if we have a set or or building anything, can we can we get it recycled to start with? Do we have a plan and a budget to get? to recycle it at the end or repurpose it. All of these things slightly need to be tested and tried out and that takes time. So if you've got enough prep time, um, there's so much you can do. And mainly it's all about getting everybody on board. You have to put these things in place so that it's easy. I think when it's hard, when it's unreliable, it, it makes people terribly nervous. And if it goes wrong once, they're never gonna to wanna to do it again. You know, things like uh, rechargeable sound batteries. We have rechargeable batteries for cameras. We have rechargeable batteries for lights. Why not for <laughs> the sounds? So, um, and it, all it takes is having the right charger so that you can see immediately that the battery is at the right, you know, you see, you know how much battery you've got left. So if you, can put these structures in place, can put these systems in place, can make decisions, you know, think about how it could be done in a sustainable way, right at the beginning, then it's easy, you know, to be honest. But to start from that point and say, you know, to the lighting guys, so we only want LEDs, we don't want any HMIs, and also involving them saying, well, this is what we'd like to do, do you want to go and find out about it and you know tell us how he goes and and what what you've discovered and then it becomes part of everybody's role to investigate it for themselves research it for themselves and then everyone's going to become a bloody expert you know once you've done the research once you've tried it a few times then it becomes the norm you know who to call you know how how long it's going to take if you're going to have electric vehicles you know how to sort that out um so it's it's trying these things out. A lot of the broadcasters now, um, they are going to need to put net zero and sustainable um, ambitions into their policies. ITV, for instance, has recently got new policies that they're putting in place that they are committing to. And if they are committing to it, that means everyone who works for them has to commit to it. Sky is doing the same, BBC is doing the same. These things are happening and they're happening this year. You know, it's all hit a bit of a tipping point. Um, and so it's going to end up that the broadcasters are going to, I think, insist that productions incorporate it into their systems. So we are all used to the lovely risk assessment. So this is just going to be another one of those risks, just one of those things that you do. And sometimes it's having somebody specific, or sort of an individual whose job it is to put all these things in place. And if you think about COVID, there is now a new role of COVID supervisor and COVID runner and all this sort of stuff. So that'll be somebody's role. I think from a producer's point of view, set the mark, set, set the tone of the production and agree to be on board with this. You make sure that, you know, the production team and the crew all go on an Albert um, course, which is like a kind of two hour online course. Very interesting um, and, and great discussion. And that will bring up ideas. So then people will think, you know, okay, how, how can I put that into place for this particular production? 
Alba's are obviously a brilliant organization. They have these two elements. So they've got the calculator and then they've got the Albert certification. Certification has, has a, a very useful list of, for instance, is your production office supplied by 100% renewable energy? Um, which is one of the biggest things you can do um, uh, in terms of reducing, you know, it's something like 60% of your footprint is the building and the energy uh, for the production office. Um, now we're in COVID, life is a little different, obviously. <laughs> kind of recce's uh, and going to meet people to interview. We've all got so used to Zoom. Even my you know, 84-year-old mother is Zooming. Um, she's figured it out. So it's, you know, we, we're, we're capable of quite a lot. People have been very creative, you know, and, um, and I think that's a good thing. You, you know, there's always a way around. There's always a, another way of thinking about it. And coming out of COVID, whatever is put in place now is what's likely to, to have the impact over this next decade. We know how quickly we've had to pivot for this. Um, so if we're going to make these big changes, then make them green. And I think it's very important for everyone's jobs because if you're not on board, you know, this is the way the world is going. So you, you need to be part of that conversation and, and, and coming up with ideas. We are at pioneering times, you know, things are changing, but they're gonna change really rapidly. So get on board. In the UK, the organization Albert are the leading authority on sustainability in film and TV. They're actually funded by the industry, making their resources completely free to use. Our producer, Zoe Jones, spoke to their head of industry sustainability on how producers can look to adopt greener practices. Sustainability is a subject that has been discussed increasingly in the last decade. The urgency in which we need to significantly reduce our carbon footprint and aim for net zero is at its peak. Many are looking into ways that they can make a difference as an individual buying recyclable toothbrushes, logs for their fires made from biomass, or even adopting cycling as a preferred method of transport. And while this is an important move in education and changing the way that we think as a society, it makes a very small difference when you compare it to the carbon-intensive ways of industries. If we want to create real and meaningful change at scale, we need to put pressure on large-scale businesses and operations to change the way that they do things. We have a real opportunity to do this in the production industry. Founded in 2011, Albert are leading the charge against climate change by helping to unite the screen industries to make a positive environmental impact and inspiring audiences to act for a sustainable future. I recently spoke to Aaron Matthews, who's the Head of Industry Sustainability and Project Director at Albert. So Albert is uh, the TV and Films Collaborative Project on Environmental Sustainability. You know, essentially we're just a few people working, handful of people working in an office, uh, which isn't particularly exciting, but what we really represent is the whole of the TV industry and film industry working together on, on a common objective of zero carbon, zero waste, and also using our platform to inspire sustainable living. Our vision really is the, is the industry 
taking effective climate action, really. Um, there's different opportunities within those, which are our different objectives. But really, as I see it, it's the industry doing everything that it can, everything that it must to tackle the climate crisis. Our specific objectives, the one that's been with us the whole way, which is to eliminate our, our carbon emissions and our, and our waste. And the second that has come along more recently, which is to ensure that all on-screen content supports a vision for a sustainable living. Albert's recent move focusing on editorial standards, as well as their existing objective in sustainable practices in production, encourages the industry to preach what they practice. In other words, to showcase a cleaner way of living on screen through our work, as well as our behaviours on set. In this, the responsibility of our industry is twofold. We have the unique opportunity to not only change our own behaviour, but encourage change in a consumer. However, there's no denying that there's bigger issues at play that can't be fixed by us alone. To start off with, I would say, of course, productions have um, a responsibility to eliminate their carbon footprint. That is what the science tells us we need to do. We need to eliminate it. But when you break it down and you look at what is making up the carbon footprint of the industry. There are some things that are within our gift to alter, like the sets that we build, that's something we have direct control of. But a huge proportion, over 50, 60%, is wrapped up in industries that we can't sort out, that a production manager can't seek to alter, or a producer can't seek to alter. They can't reduce the carbon emissions associated with aviation, or staying in a hotel, or the energy grid in the UK. So if we are to be as passionate as we need to be about reducing our emissions, we have to understand we can only do that if we bring the whole world with us. And I know that sounds really quite you know, quite a grand statement, but it's in, in essence just the most effective way to reduce your carbon footprint is to make sure that editorially you're bringing the world along with you too, because it's only then can you really, you know, seek the, the policy changes that are going to enable the changes that enable us to, as an industry, address our carbon footprint. Absolutely, change is not happening fast enough. Um, when you look at the fact that globally emissions were still rising last year. So no, we are by no means on track <laughs> to, to deliver on, on the UK's objectives or international objectives. I, I'm a stubborn optimist and I, I think it, we will get there, but we, we've yet to see the step change that will really start to unpack because actually it's quite disruptive when you think about it you know this isn't about plastic water bottles this isn't uh, this isn't about you know hybrid vehicles this is about a fundamental rewriting of our industry one that will create more jobs and in, in functions that just didn't exist before this is what we've tried to paint in our in in the report we've produced called screen new deal that's the kind of thinking that we need to, that will take us on that kind of radical step forward, because it's not going to be these incremental changes. Of course, the conversations are going to be incremental and they're going to build on each other, but we need to radically change direction and have a different kind of conversation. As Aaron explains, it's not just about reducing our carbon footprint as an industry, but using the platform to communicate the message of greener living to the masses. And this might be done more subtly than you expect. There's so many opportunities and so many responsibilities for producers. And as I said, we do have two objectives at Albert is to eliminate your footprint, but it's also to, to understand what the cultural brain print of, of your content is. Because at, at this unique moment for the planet, really, it doesn't matter whether you're making a show about the environment or about whether you're doing a food programme, a homes programme, fashion programme, 
this is this is you know 2020 is the year it all has to change and that's what the science says so content is either part of the solution or it's part of the problem it's really hard to, to kind of be in that gray area in the middle and that means that whatever goes on screen is incredibly important um, whether it's a fast fashion segment or you know taking a family to the other side of the world to see if they might want to live there content that isn't seemingly an environmental uh, narrative ha is, is almost more important than, than than content that's on the nose we've won over so many people Blue Planet has and other you know, landmark natural history documentary. Those, the people who can be caught by doom and fear or, or through nature documentaries have been captured. And the next part of the puzzle is absolutely critical. It's reaching the people who don't necessarily resonate with that stuff, who are the people who are uh, quite scared about the transition and because of that shut down. Part of the challenge of communicating the environment so far is that it's really been done on a narrative of duty and doom. And that's tempting, really tempting. But actually, when you look at the reality of what a sustainable society is going to look like, it's going to be more fair, it's going to be more just, it's going to have a greater well-being, and it's going to be a better place to live and work. So that, for me, is the, the real narrative that we need to latch on to. We, we obviously can't ignore the fact that what is going on right now and will pan out over the next few decades is outrageous, but we've already won those through outrage who, who are there to be won. The next game is positivity and understanding how it intersects with absolutely everything that you show on screen. And that is, you know, within a producer's gift. I said already that we, we need to ask the right questions. And I firmly believe that simply asking producers to reconcile whether everything's shown on screen and the editorial ambition of a whole piece of content is compatible with a sustainable climate is the right question to ask now. You can find out more information on the Albert website, wearealbert.org, including how to have your production certified as sustainable by them and a list of carbon-friendly suppliers to use on your next production. Thank you to Aaron Matthews and the team at Albert for their contribution to this episode and their work in educating the industry. Thanks to Miranda Simmons and everyone who got in touch with their sustainability stories for our opening montage. Our production team is Michaela Blitz, Arij Al-Sultan, Rachel Jones, Zoe Jones, Dana Trometer, and me, Zakia Petty. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.